everyone, welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Cece. And this is Claire. Happy Sunday to everyone listening in to our page 6 of our 16th series of Sundition on March 14th, 2021. Grab a snack or sip some tea as we dive into our culture chat on... Epigenetics! So epigenetics plays a humongous part of life that most of us are actually unaware of. I feel like a lot of us are unaware of what epigenetics is actually what epigenetics actually is. And mm-hmm. basically the whole process is that organic molecules are attaching to your genes and they're able to turn them on or off. It's like a on and off switch, I guess you could say. So we actually get our epigenetic changes from our parents if any because some of us don't usually get it i don't think but the changes are actually caused by our parents lifestyles healthy lifestyles means beneficial changes while unhealthy lifestyles lead to harmful changes basically the bottom line is that the way you live your life determines how your children will process their environment i guess if you choose to have children that is because you know some of us don't want to. Mm-hmm. CC, do you want kids? Um, I don't know, girl. <laughs> I think this... We actually just touched upon it in Psych. In our latest yeah. module. But, like, very short. And I think what you said basically is more of a continuation of what the textbook said on epigenetics... Because before, I didn't really know much expe- except, like, you know, like, EpiPens. Like, the Epi part. Do you know what uh-huh. I'm talking about? Yeah. And there's a cream yeah. that I used, used to use called, like, Epiderm or Epi something. It was really good. Well, it was a dermatologist kind of brand that was supposedly really good for super dry and compromised skin. Because I have eczema. Right. And I didn't realize how those right. two were connected, right? But now mm-hmm. I see, like, what is it? Is it prefix? The prefix. <laughs> is it prefix? No, it's not a prefix. Prefix. I don't prefix. think so. Yes, it is. Prefix Suffix is like, is oh, after. Yeah. Prefix is before. <laughs> I know my grammar. Girl. Prefix of epi. Yep. Um, and I never really connected it to epigenetics until, well, I didn't even know epigenetics connected. Uh, I didn't even know epigenetics was a thing. And once I heard it, a lot of other things made more sense. Mm-hmm. So, well, oh, you go. But one question I always had is that, like, how exactly does epigenetics affect you? Because you always, like what you said, like, it affects you, but it's very, I think many, at least the textbook was very vague about it. Very. They, I think they only mentioned, like, a snippet of it in a paragraph. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I actually kind of wrote an op-ed about this wow. a while back, I think, like, a year or two years ago. I know, right? I don't think it ever got published because um, the newspaper I asked to publish were like was like, oh, COVID. <laughs> so, oh, COVID, sorry, we can't get your stuff published, which didn't make sense to me, but like, whatever, it's okay. I don't care that much anymore. But I have one or two studies that I looked into, I think, for my research for my op-ed and plus the thing that we learned in psych. So I guess we can talk about that a little more. So, we can start with the beneficial changes. Basically, if you exercise, 
throughout your life, and if you exercise healthily, then that can lead to epigenetic changes in your children. And these changes are known to play a role in energy metabolism, insulin response, and inflammation within the muscles. Basically, the bottom line again is that if you exercise, that creates epigenetic changes, which causes your children to actually be healthier and process their outside environment more healthily. That's the healthy part. But there's actually a negative side to this, and I think that's what we need to pay a lot more attention to, and that's when our parents, or if you live your life unhealthily, and that can lead to much, much more harm than good. Of course, if you live, if you live your life healthily, then you don't exactly have much to worry about, I'd say. That's good to hear. So, the little... Hmm? I said that's good to hear, Claire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Basically, the thing we learned in psychology is that one team of researchers found that 17 different types of genes are specific to anxiety disorders, which means that if the molecules from the whole epigenetic process attaches to these genes, the molecules can turn them on and off, and this can determine how susceptible you can or will be to anxiety disorders. Which is kind of scary, not gonna lie. Yeah, it is. (laughs) And this can kind of contribute to, I think how we have a family history of certain disorders, right? Because mm-hmm. we sometimes are asked, oh, do you have a family history of, for example, diabetes or s- certain types of cancer? But nobody exactly asks if you have a family history of, say, anxiety or depression or anything like that. Because, one, I feel like certain diseases such as cancer, diabetes... They are much well-known. Or they have been well-known for a much longer period of time, right? People have Mm -hmm. taken more time out of their lives to study and try to find cures for these type of diseases, right? But I think in the near future is only when certain psychological disorders have finally been brought to light. Because in the past, I don't think anyone would have said, hey, yeah, I have depression, or would have openly stated that, otherwise I think people in the past would have like thought you were crazy. Because I guess psychological disorders were seen as like a taboo, and mental health was never, ever talked about. I mean, we can still yeah. see this in people today, right? Our parents, grandparents, they don't... Some people don't believe in mental health or mental illness. So just depression or anxiety. They think that's just a bunch of BS. Which mm-hmm. I do not condone, but you know, that's probably why. That's just like a little side note of, you know, family history and stuff like that. But it is good to know, you know, yeah, if you have a family history of psychological disorders or anything similar to that, so you can take precautions, much, much like how you take precautions if you have a family history of diabetes, right? Mm-hmm. You know that you shouldn't exactly ingest too much sugar, otherwise you have a higher risk of getting it, right? If we know we have a higher risk for certain psychological disorders as well, we can take precautions, you know, maybe not stress ourselves out too much or learn to process stress in a much healthier way. Yes. Well, anyway, that was a side note, yeah. (laughs) So we also have... (laughs) I also looked into another study about alcoholism and how that can leave epigenetic marks. So genetics actually plays a humongous role in alcoholism 
alcoholism, and it's actually responsible for 50% of alcoholism. So the thing is that if your genes are already hardwired to receive pleasure from alcohol, which is caused by the whole epigenetic process, then you are more likely to become addicted. So, and the thing is that these genomes and marks involved can be passed on to future generations. So basically, if you have a family history of alcoholism, you have a predisposition to an alcoholism. Basically, if your family um, had a history of alcoholism, then you have a much, much, much higher risk of developing alcoholism yourself. The epigenetic marks that are left from your parents basically already turn on or off genes, which then makes you or which basically just hardwires your brain and your genes and everything inside of you to receive pleasure from alcohol. Because some people don't have this. Some people are just like neutral to alcohol and they don't get addicted as easily, right? Yeah. Because alcohol, you get addicted and whatever. But some people are automatically hardwired to take pleasure from alcohol, which means that they're more likely to become addicted because of the whole dopamine system and whatever, you know. Yeah, I see what you mean. Now it makes a lot more sense, like, what we learned in health our freshman year. They were like, oh, if you, like, have a history of alcoholism and, like, substance abuse and whatnot that, uh, well, your if your parents or ancestors have it, then you're more likely to have it. And that never really made sense to me. I was like, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? Like, and I, when I heard that, I was just thinking, like, oh, I guess, like, if you're surrounded in an environment that you're more likely to do it because, like, um, like your pre- peer pressure or it's taught this way. But I didn't realize just how much genes had to do with it. And epigenetics. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, and now that <laughs> I feel like they should have taught us this because when I was in health, I was so, like, so confused. But now that I know what epigenetics is, all this stuff makes sense in my head now. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's such an important part of our lives, too. Yeah. I feel like... Also, if we... if Like, for the students that choose to have children in the future or something, mm-hmm. then they can know, hey, my actions actually play a much bigger role than I expected. Yeah. And it's not only, like, if you have children... Like, it's for yourself, right? If you know your mm-hmm. history, just like if you know you have di- a history of diabetes... If you have, then you're more like you are more likely to take care of yourself better, um, like mm-hmm. or in a more specific way, right? Or if you have a history of a psychological disorder or things like substance abuse, then once you know that, then um, I think people will make the right decision. It's like if you have a history of substance abuse, right, and you don't know that it's that it can be genetic because Mm -hmm. of epigenetics then some people and we've talked about this health right like you might just think oh because of my like willpower or something i won't get addicted but unfortunately that is not correct yeah unfortunately for you it's not always your willpower like it's your body and your genetics and i think if Mm -hmm. people knew that people would make different decisions just like same with a psychological disorder Mm-hmm. yeah and i mean it's not on like kids like us to know because like if we're growing up things like substance abuse and psychological disorder aren't always understood and it's 
frankly, I mean, in my Definitely opinion, it's not, not our fault, enough. right? I'm just yeah, it's also not our yeah. Kind of putting it on the society in general, education system that they should teach us this because it's like they teach us things that we should just take it for granted. Like it never made sense to me, and I doubt it made sense to a lot of other kids in health as well. Mm-hmm. I agree. I guess the whole epigenetics thing gives a more solid explanation as to how this whole thing works, mm-hmm. right? So then we can understand ourselves better and make the right lifestyle choices and, I guess, appropriate changes that we need to. Yeah. Do you have anything We already else? talked about the takeaway, so oh, okay. I don't think we yeah. need to <laughs> repeat. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything Very else good. to say? No, I ranted for so long. I think I'm good. <laughs> well, I hope you guys learned something from our culture conversation. And maybe you can do a little more research on epigenetics. And we will for sure talk about it more in the future. And we'll make sure to keep it in mind in our discussions and whatnot. And as we and other scientists learn more. But before we leave you, we have our fun, super fun thing to do on Sunday. And that is... So our super fun thing to do at Sunday is to maybe watch the sunset. I think that's a really good idea because I personally love sunsets. Plus, daylight saving is changing again. So I think we'll be getting longer days. So the sun gets to stay out a little longer and we get to see the sunset more clearly, I think. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on our culture chat today and have a good Sunday.